traffic and AccuWeather. The traffic, the weather. Always come first. This is the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. Now on FM 1071. Funky Red Friday. Good morning, San Antonio. Phones are always open at 210-599-5555. You can call me, you can text me, and you can email me, Trey, at KTSA.com. So the president gave a speech last night, a speech that was supposed to be about Israel, but he made Israel's survival conditional. If you would like to see Israel survive, then give me money for the industrial military complex, who I'm sure is funneling money to him, right? Because, well, we got to make campaign donations, of course. You must, you must give me $60 billion for the war in Ukraine that I can't tell you what's going on there. We have no exit strategy. We now have no winning strategy in Ukraine, but... Ukraine and aiding Ukraine plays well with my base, and my base is bleeding away. So I'm going to come on television and waste everybody's time. Good Lord in heaven, I'm so sick and tired of wasting my time watching these people. 210-599-5555. He made the speech about Israel last night about him and Ukraine. It was supposed to be about the terrorist attack. But no, he warned us about Islamophobia. He called it Islamic phobia. He warned us about Islamophobia in the United States. But did he say one word about Rashida Tlaib stoking the flames of anti-Semitism, trying to get Jews killed in America? No, not one thing. And now I turn on my own station and I hear people in the media pushing the $100 billion grab. I want $100 billion or else Israel dies. What is this guy? Hold on, he got a gun to Israel's head. Give me $100 billion or Israel dies. Ha <laughs> ha. The speech was all about him. There was no hostage release demand at all. He did not say one word to Hamas last night. In fact, remember, he bragged about giving Hamas $100 million. But last night, did he say, no hair on any American head to be harmed? In fact, 32 Americans are already dead. So Hamas attacked us as much as they did Israel. This was an attack on the United States. They killed 32 Americans. And they have, we have no idea how many hostages they have. Our government tells us 11, but i got to tell you, I don't believe our government is probably much higher than that. They're holding American hostages. And did he say anything about, we want our people back right now? Nope. Did he say anything about the billions that he gave to Iran? No, he talked about how Iran is a problem. But he didn't say that he's been giving Iran the money, that he's been, oh, funneling funds to Iran. I'm talking about billions and billions of dollars. Nothing about our wide-open border with terrorists coming across our wide-open border, that we have terrorists here in our own country. He didn't say a word about that. And then, of course, in the most dangerous part of this whole speech, he compared himself to Lincoln as a wartime president. You know, one thing, presidents are usually saddened by being wartime presidents. They don't really want to be wartime presidents. Nobody wants to be a wartime president. 
presidents want to deal with domestic issues and they want to take care of people here in our country and that's what presidents are supposed to want to do but his numbers are sagging so horrifically he's relishing being a wartime president and folks that's very dangerous he's relishing being a wartime president the address was not about Israel last night it was about him and Ukraine trying to shift the political focus to something more favorable to him because his back is against the wall. He does it all the time. In the dominant news cycle right now, radical Islamic terror directed at Israel, and that's bad for Joe because he paid for it. He wrote the check for it. Well, we did through him. What you're saying with Israelis and Jews dying, that's our money that killed them. I'm just telling you, that's our money that did it. It was funneled through Iran and used by Hamas to kill Jews and Americans. Joe Biden has harmed Israel in ways that you can't even imagine during his presidency and vice presidency, enabling terrorists and their funders. He is also perceived as a weak target by the people who want to do us harm around the world. So the longer the media is focused on Israel and Jews and Hamas rockets and decapitated babies, which he didn't mention last night, and American hostages, that's bad for him. So he's got to, he's got to flip the script. He's got to talk about Ukraine, which, of course, that's, that plays great with his base. And it was about him and Ukraine, about how he got on a train with windows blacked out and went into the war zone in Ukraine. Because I'm a wartime president. He connected Israel and Ukraine to suggest to Americans that if you support Israel's war for their survival, well, then you must, you must give unlimited money to Ukraine as well. It, the survival of Israel is predicated now on whether or not you are going to continue to fund Ukraine. Joe used dead Jews as an excuse to give a speech about Ukraine funding from the Oval Office. That's what last night was. He used dead Jews as an excuse to give a speech about Ukraine funding from the Oval Office. As you well know, Ukraine and Israel are not the same. Israel is not Ukraine. Israel is a much closer ally. It's a democracy. It's been uh, that way far longer than Ukraine. The intelligence there helps us in the Middle East. I'm talking about Israeli intelligence. The technology, the Iron Dome, keeps American troops safe in the Middle East. Iran has taken, I mean, uh, Israel has taken it on the chin from Iran by Scud missiles and others, allowing us to attack Iraq during the Gulf War, and they didn't retaliate. Do you remember the Gulf War? Do you remember when we were going after Saddam, Saddam Hussein, and all the Scud missiles that were flying into Israel, and Israel never retaliated? They sat there on their hands. Why? Because they love America. Israel has been fantastic stewards of the Holy Land. And I can tell you, as someone who has visited there as a Christian many times, that if Israel is eradicated from the planet, if they kill the Jews which Joe Biden has funded, the killing of Jews. If they kill the Jews, all those holy sites are gone. The holy sites that are so wonderful for Christianity are gone. Joe wants this agenda he has for Ukraine to continue to get funding because they love that. His base really loves it. The radical left, they love it. They also love it when Jews die, his radical base does. 
So the thought that helping Israel stave off extinction is conditional on sending another bag of goodies to the grifters in Ukraine, it's offensive. Horribly offensive. But as I've said, Ukraine is nothing more than a money laundering operation. There are a lot of people, a lot of people getting filthy rich off of all of our money and all of our arms going to Ukraine. So if you want Israel to survive, you keep enriching my friends, my friends in the industrial military complex. Like Antony Blinken, his secretary of state worked in the industrial military complex. Like his, like his defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, worked in the industrial military complex before coming to work in the administration. And the two-state solution and Islamophobia that he talked about last night, while there are dead Jews and dead Americans and Americans being held hostage, he brings up Islamophobia and a two-state solution? The world situation has clearly deteriorated since he got into office. The Taliban is now controlling Afghanistan, and they have our weapons. Russia is attacking Ukraine. Hamas is killing Americans and holding Americans in Israel. As he went out on the road to promote Bidenomics, well, that reminded people how bad the economy is and who's to blame. And recent polls from CNN and Quinnipiac and, of course, Harris and ABC all show him well below 40% and his disapproval at 50%, 60%, or even higher. He's underwater in the economy, inflation, immigration, foreign policy, crime, Ukraine, and now what? He, he has to cast himself as a wartime president. So, folks, let me tell you, we're in the most dangerous time in our lives. The most dangerous time in our lives. We have a president that has a lust for power and money, and he has lost on every issue, every single issue. He got Americans killed in Afghanistan. And then he killed an innocent man and his children in Afghanistan. He has us in a quagmire worse than Vietnam in Ukraine. And we're up to that in, all the way up to our eyeballs in Ukraine. And now he's getting Americans and Jews killed because he funded the biggest state sponsor of terror on planet Earth. He gave money to Iran and then went over there after Iran's surrogates killed Americans and Jews. He went over there and gave them $100 million just this week. Nobody likes the economy. Nobody likes what's happening in our country right now domestically. So now he wants to be Churchill. He wants to be a wartime president. He believes in his head that if he stands on the dead bodies of Jews and Americans and Ukrainians and Russians, if he, if he stands atop all this as a wartime president, that everybody is going to turn and favor him. But the world is burning, and the world is going to burn even more. Prepare yourself. Do not let John Courage take your gun. You need to prepare yourself. You need to have some food. You need to have some ammo. You need to have some stuff put aside. You need to make sure that you can take care of you and yours. Please do that. Because this president has put us in more danger now than we have ever, ever, ever been in. Anita, you're on KTSA. Good morning to you. 
America's worst enemy is Biden in the White House. That's right. And and Israel cannot depend on the U.S. anymore. No, they got to go it alone. They've got to fight this battle. Anita, thank you so much. Have a good weekend. John, you're on KTSA with Trey. I love Anita, but I'm going to have to disagree with her. I don't think Joe Biden is running this country. I think well, Obama of course, the Bi- well, what she meant is the same thing I mean, John, and that is the Biden administration. Ab- absolutely, I understand that, but we have to quit thinking like that. It's time to face. It's time to confront the bully, and the bully is Barack Obama. Of course, absolutely, Barack Obama is the guy that's behind this, and 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 his team. They have an entire group that are doing this. This 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 is classic Obama, what you see happening here in this country, especially when you have dead Jews and he comes on television and preaches about Islamophobia. Remember when Barack used to do that all the time? The future doesn't belong to those who would slander the prophet Muhammad. Thank you, John. We'll take a quick break. I want to take your calls at 210-599-5555. What did you think about last night's speech? With old Joe. 210-599-5555. Trey Ware, KTSA. AccuWeather forecast. Well, it's going to be nothing but hot today. Lots of sunshine around 95 for the high. Right now it's 58 at KTSA. Seeing a disabled vehicle blocking one. And it's Funky Friday. And the phones are on at 210-599-5555. Sunny 94 today. Sunny 92 tomorrow, 87 on Sunday, and some rain possibly in the area next week. Let me tell you what's going to be going on next week. We've got a high-pressure system that's down in the Gulf of Mexico. We've got a low-pressure system over by Phoenix, Arizona. They're, they're countering each other. One's moving clockwise, the other counterclockwise, acting as a funnel for Hurricane. I think her name is Norma down around uh, Cabo San Lucas. She's a Cat 3 right now. And as she comes up through there, she's going to break up and weaken, of course. And the remnants, the rain that is remaining, going to get into that funnel and be funneled right into Texas. Now the question is, how far east is she going to make it? Is she going to be a West Texas storm, or are we going to get some over here? And it looks like, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we've got a pretty good, decent shot anyway at having some rain showers around here on those days, and that would certainly be welcome. Well, we wake up this morning to the, once again, horrible news of uh, crime in San Antonio as two SAPD officers seriously injured in the hospital right now after a dude shot them. They went to a domestic disturbance call on the northeast side of town. They were in a cul-de-sac when they were there. That was uh, 7.30 p.m. last night. The man came to the house wanting his children. This is all according to SAPD, by the way. And for whatever reason, an argument ensued. He started to douse the house with gasoline to light it on fire. SAPD there. The guy runs in the house, goes upstairs with a long gun, and then shot one of the officers as the officers were standing in a cul-de-sac. The officers called for backup. Second officer was shot once. He retreated behind a vehicle in a neighbor's house, and then he returned fire. Eventually, eventually... The suspect came out and was arrested. His identity has not been released yet. It's unknown what charges he will face. Elaine's going to call down there this morning and ask for the identity of him. We're just curious. No other injuries were reported. The suspect's wife and the kids are okay. 
Chief McManus said one of the injured officers has been on for seven years with the SAPD. The other has been on for two years. We're curious about this guy because, of course, we've had a lot of guys that have shot at police officers lately who really should have been in jail in the first place. So we, we want to find out more about this guy and uh, why they didn't release uh, his information. I don't know. I have no idea, but we're going to ask. We do know a report on KSAT is talking about new FBI data showing that San Antonio Police Department violent crime reports hit an all-time high. What I've been telling you about violent crime surging in San Antonio is real. It's real. So here in San Antonio, in 2022, we had 13,000 violent crimes. In 2022, that's a 16% increase from 2021. It's up 16%. That's violent crime. SAPD reported 230 homicides in 2022. That number is the highest since the early 1990s. Violent homicides are exploding in San Antonio. Exploding. During the city council meeting yesterday, Manny Pelize said that the uh, domestic violence situation in San Antonio is an epidemic. Which, again, makes me wonder why they are using city resources, meaning your taxpayer money, to get HEB cards to do a gun grab. Now, I'm going to lay out this gun grab for you, real simple for you. Like This would be the easiest thing to understand what they're doing. This is gun confiscation. No, Trey, it's voluntary. It's only if people want to bring their guns. No, 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 no. When a government does gun confiscation, they usually use their law enforcement arm. And the law enforcement arm demands that the guns be handed over to the government for the government to destroy them, which that's their plan, the SA, SA's plan, John Courage's plan is to destroy the weapons that they collect at the Alamo Dome next month. But you see, here's what here's the interesting little twist. Mr. Courage and the others know that they can't send out law enforcement in America because of the Second Amendment. They can't send law enforcement to your home to confiscate your guns. So they're sending the criminals to confiscate your guns. You see, normally in countries that confiscate guns, what they do is they pay law enforcement officers to go knock on a door and say, hey, let's have it. You got any guns in this house? We got to let's go. Come on. But they know they can't do that here. We have a Second Amendment. We have gun rights in this country. So they can't confiscate guns with the government doing it. So the government is going to incentivize criminals. In other words, criminals will replace law enforcement to come confiscate your gun by breaking into your house, stealing your gun, and taking it to the government. You see? This is gun confiscation. This is government gun confiscation. And they're going to pay the criminals with HEB money to come confiscate your gun. You might be at church on a Sunday morning. You might be out with the family tonight at a high school football game. It might be while you're walking across the parking lot at the Walmart they confiscate your gun. But instead of law enforcement confiscating your gun, he's going to have the criminals confiscate your gun and bring it to him and pay him an HEB money. All the while, violent crime, domestic violence, and our cops 
are being shot almost every day. And they're going to confiscate your gun in San Antonio. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Hi, Trey Ware here for Stevens Roof. Where you get your favorite podcast. Yeah, baby. Welcome to Funky Friday, y'all. Ow. It's 535. Uh, Trey Ware here at 210-599-5555. And because it's Friday, that means it's Open Mind Friday. You can talk about any news subject you want to talk about. Now, I'm going to keep going through my news stories of the day, but you can talk about any news story you want to, local, statewide, national, international, whatever. Just bring it this morning. 210-599-5555. If you want to talk about Joe Biden last night tying the survival of Israel to Ukraine money, making the survival of Israel conditional. If you want us to support Israel, America, you're going to give me money for Ukraine. And you're going to give me $60 billion for Ukraine and about $10 billion for Israel. That's what the speech was last night. So maybe you want to talk about that a little bit and how you be careful here in America. Don't you go Islamophobia on me. But Rashida Tlaib, now she can fire up radical Islamic people to go kill Jews in America, and that's fine. But don't you dare become Islamic phobia. He called it Islamic phobia. Really? So where's that happening, Big J? All right, so that's one thing. Now, locally, we've got the issue with the John Courage gun grab, where instead of using law enforcement officials to come to your home to confiscate your weapon, he's going to pay criminals to go to your home to confiscate your weapon. That's what this is. He's going to pay them with H-E-B money. You see, he can't send law enforcement to knock on your door, so he'll just send criminals with H-E-B money to break into the house and take your gun and take it down there and turn it in. It's gun confiscation. At a time when violent crime and homicides are surging in, in, in San Antonio, and when one city councilman, Manny Palais, says we have an epidemic of domestic violence here, and how many single women, either divorced or whatever the case might be, how many single women have armed themselves because some butt is trying to get after her? And he wants these criminals to come steal your gun and turn it in downtown and give them H-E-B money. Now, a couple of other local issues I want to uh, toss at you, and then you can call me at 210-599-5555. I watched the, uh, the B session of city council yesterday. Anybody else watch that? Was I the only one? Yeah, I figured. I have an exciting life. Watch the B session of city council yesterday. They're going to bring back that ceremony at the Alamo that's honoring Mexican Army. They're going to do it on May 20, uh, 2024. Next May, they're going to have a ceremony to honor the Mexican Army. Here's what they're doing. They are going to flip the script on the Alamo and start with this uh, PR campaign that the Alamo defenders were slave owners who were fighting for slavery. They were fighting Santa Ana because Santa Ana didn't want to have slaves in Texas. And so they were fighting to defend slavery in Texas. That was the reason those guys were down at the Alamo. So they're going to bring back their ceremony to honor Mexican troops May of 2024. Now, here's another one for you. Downtown, we have spent millions of dollars on Haven for Hope. Millions. We can't get the homeless people to go to Haven for Hope. So, Ron 
went out, the mayor, and cut a deal last year with the Days Inn Motel and was paying them, your taxpayer money, was paying them to allow drug addicts to come in and live however they wanted to. Prostitution, drug addicts, all that kind of stuff inside the Days Inn. Well, now. We're going to move it up a notch, you see. Days in is a little, little low for the drug addicts, so now we're moving it up. We're going to put them in the Holiday Inn, baby. Holiday Inn Express across the street. They, they approved it yesterday. What they call low barrier. Do you know what low barrier means? Low barrier. Yeah. Residents are not required to be sober, to be off of drugs, to not be prostitutes. You can live however the hell you want to live. And we're going to give you a place to live. In fact, not only are we going to give you a place to live, but over at the Days Inn, we were only paying for 45 rooms. Now we're going to pay for 200 rooms. $9 million lease, the Holiday Inn on Cesar Chavez Boulevard, the west side of downtown. And then $7.1 million to Sam Ministries to operate it. So, if you're a druggie, if you're a prostitute who needs a place to take the John, or what is it if it's a John it? I don't know, but anyway. Yeah, so what they're doing is they're going to now pay the Holiday Inn to house them. Isn't that cool? Going from 45 rooms to 200 rooms. If you let these people keep at it, they're going to take over entire hotels with homeless people and be paying for homeless people, and you don't have to get off of drugs. You don't have to clean your life up. You can be a hooker and take your John in there. You can do anything you want to do in these places, and taxpayers have to pay for it. And, oh, by the way, you get food, and you get a maid to clean the room for you. Not a bad deal. Do you have anybody providing your food and cleaning your room? Do you? Well, if you uh, if you start taking drugs, and if you get out from underneath your house, the city of San Antonio puts you in the Holiday Inn, por nada. And they'll clean a the room, they'll give you food, and you can do anything you want to. Clint, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, Clint. Good morning. My only thought is if Courage wants to do a gun grab, well, first thing PD needs to do is run the serial number of any weapon to come across, and if it's hot, turn it back to its rightful owner. Okay, let, let's let's cover this. Uh, that's what they say they are going to do, that they won't uh, destroy these weapons uh, until they, you know, go through the, the, the firearm and then contact the person and say, come get your gun, but you got to, first of all, you got to prove it's yours, right? Now, I'm a gun owner, and um, if my weapon is stolen by a criminal, chances are I'm not going to want it back because chances are it's going to be used in a commission of a crime, and I don't want it back after it's been used in a commission of crime because then I could be liable for that crime, so I don't want it back. But that doesn't solve, Clint, the initial issue, which is the incentivizing of criminals to steal the gun in the first place. They are telling people that you can have up to $6,000 or more in HEB money if you will go get these guns and bring them to us at the Alamo Dome in November. And what gangbangers here is, yeah, baby, let's do it. So forget about the whole thing about SAPD looking at a serial number and returning the stolen gun for you. How about we just stop the theft at the beginning? Why would we want to encourage theft? Oh, that's all they're doing. But Sure. I, I see your point, but if that weapon was in my family for the longest part of the time, from great-grandpa or whatever, 
I would still want it back. But uh, no, I understand. I, I understand what you're saying. I agree with you, Clint. I'm not arguing with you. Please don't misunderstand. I'm not arguing with you. Oh no, what I'm saying all. is, is that is that opinion. we we need to not even look at the PD returning that weapon because that excuses it. That's that's an excuse for the program in the first place. That's them saying, well, don't worry if your gun's stolen, we're going to give it back to you. But the criminal still ends up with the HEB money, and your gun got stolen from you and likely used in a commission of the crime before they took it down there to turn it in. This is insanity. And right now, we have this story on KSAT. You can read it for yourself on KSATTV.com. You can read it for yourself that violent crime is soaring in San Antonio. And Manny Pelize, city councilman, yesterday said domestic violence is an epidemic in San Antonio. Why in the hell are they going to use city resources to encourage criminals to go steal guns? It doesn't make any... Who, who, who is thinking up these things? Who's running this place? Bunch of Stupid monkeys. Democrats. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's there's your answer right there. What was that, Jimmy? Were you gonna say something? Well, oh, the old Alamo thing. It, it it's annoying because nothing's going to change. Mexico's not getting the Alamo, San Antonio back. This is moot. The point is moot, and they're just doing stuff when no recourse can actually happen. Nothing. There is nothing they can do. They could honor them once a month. Nothing's going to happen as far as Mexico getting this land back. Nada. Yeah, what they're going to do, well, that's 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 true. They're not going to get the, the Alamo back because then there will be a second battle of the Alamo. Not when you're if getting they, the border people. Where they're invading our country anyhow. Well, look, here's the deal. Mexico's coming to us. What, what <laughs> they want to do is, well, that's true. What they want to do is honor the Mexican army, and they want to flip the script, and they want to say that the defenders of, of the Alamo were fighting for slavery. Watch my, just okay. just watch. Yeah, fine, the they can say Alamo, that, well, but, but that it's not true. It's not true, but we need to stand and defend the honor of those guys who died down there, and we need to stop this and turn this back. Okay. These liberal whack jobs downtown are not going to be allowed to flip the script on what actually happened at it's the Alamo. It's kind of like Tlaib. She's talking about sure. falsehoods. Right. But what they're going to do, what they wanted, their ultimate plan is to change how people, how kids are taught about the Alamo. Okay. And then when you go down there to the Alamo, they want they want this whole thing to be about the Mexican army came to rescue slaves because the guys who were there were defending slave owners and blah, 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 blah. That's the nut jobs on the left. And we need to stand up and say, hell no. That's not the story of the Alamo. The story of the Alamo is you had a ruthless dictator that violated his own constitution, ripped it up, tore it up in 18, the 1824 constitution. He tore it up. He started to kill people. He started to take their land away from them. And so you had defenders of the Alamo stand there and die for the freedom of people to protect their property no yeah not arguing with the historical facts i'm just saying what these people are doing is pointless what they're doing is pointless from their side that's right it's, they're not going to get anywhere with it we're yeah, going to stop it and you're counting on the millennials who play video games well, to see, really get involved the little gen z's to that, really care that's the problem they're not going to do anything that's, this is so that, stupid that's the problem and that's why you and i and elaine we need to stand up and make sure that this doesn't happen and that's why we're talking about it because they're doing this in the shadows. B session. As I said when I started to talk about it, who watched B session besides me yesterday? Anybody? I bet Liz Ruiz did. Did you watch it? 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 Did you? No. But I sure did. And that's the plan. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. With it being Friday, we'll talk about any news story that you want to talk about. 
So let's get it on right now. Trey Ware, KTSA. If you're looking for a new dinner, Friday, it's uh, 551 at KTSA. Mm -hmm. 210-599-5555. And it's Open Mind Friday. That means anything that's in the news, it's local, regional, national, international, whatever you want to talk about. I go through my stories and tell you what I think. And you can bring whatever you want to talk about in the news. And, uh, Andrew, you're on KTSA. Happy Friday to you. Thank you, and happy Friday to you. Um, I don't live in uh, Bear County anymore. I moved out as fast as I could once all this stuff started. But I just want to say, um, I bet you the business community, especially the people who donate to this uh, Nuremberg guy, would love to know how his money's being spent and used for these people that are probably going to break into his uh, businesses, right? Break into their, uh, you know, steal their products. Right. Just lay out in front of their businesses and cause them, you know, just basically cause them to go down. Right. That's right. That's exactly right. That is the issue, right? That you, you have a soft on crime DA in this community. You have police officers being shot. We have two in the hospital with serious injuries after them getting shot last night. More police officers being shot in San Antonio. And you have this lust for a gun grab that they're going to do at the Alamo Dome in just a few weeks. A gun grab. Incentivizing criminals with HEB money to go and steal guns from law-abiding citizens and thereby disarming the public in, Amer in, in San Antonio when violent crime, 230 homicides last year, Violent crime is soaring in San Antonio, and it's no wonder why. No wonder why. We know why. You get more of what you reward. And I said that when Ron Nirenberg came up with this stupid idea to tell homeless people, criminals, druggies, strung-out zombies, that they could go live at a day's end on your nickel. Your nickel. You're paying for it, baby. And it started with 45 rooms over at the Days Inn downtown. And I said, that's where it's going to start. But before long, they're going to take over entire hotels. Why? Because you're incentivizing the homeless. You get more of what you reward. So when you go to the homeless, and believe you me, the word gets around in the homeless community. When you go to them and you say, hey, baby, you can live at the Days Inn, and they clean your room. And you don't have to get off of drugs. You don't have to get off of booze. You can be drunk. You can shoot whatever you want to in your veins. If you're a hooker, you can take your John there. We're not, no questions asked. And so they ran out of room over at the Days Inn, so they cut a deal yesterday with the Holiday Inn, and now they've gone from 45 rooms to 200. How long before they're at 500 rooms at the Hilton or somewhere? How long? How long? How long before they're at the Hyatt Regency or downtown River Center, huh, in the presidential suite? How long? Because, once again, you get more of what you reward. Just like rewarding criminals with HEB money to steal guns and bring them to them in a gun confiscation. This is the same. Well, I don't know. What was that? Anybody know what that was? This is the same as any gun confiscation program that's ever happened in the history of the world. The same. All they're doing is incentivizing criminals to steal guns instead of paying law enforcement to go take them. That's it. That's the only difference. That's it. They have replaced law enforcement with criminals to steal guns. And instead of saying to the homeless people, 
We've got a place for you to stay. It's called Haven for Hope. We already spent millions upon millions, and we spend millions upon millions every year for Haven for Hope. Well, I don't want to go there because I have to take a shower and I have to get off of drugs and booze. Well, so what? I don't care. You're not welcome in Bear County. So you can either go to Haven for Hope and get off the booze and take a shower, or you can get the hell out of Bear County. I don't care. I, I really don't care. You're not welcome here. But instead of doing that, we're just going to give them another nice hotel room, and they can stay on the booze, and they can keep putting the meth in their nose. Or Where, where, where do you do meth? I don't know. I have, no, I have no idea where you do meth. Up your nose. Okay. You, oh, smoke it. Okay. Jimmy's telling me you smoke meth. Whatever. Whatever. And you can take, if you're a hooker, get your John, take him right on into your room. That's 217 over to Holiday Inn. That's where you can find me, baby. Come on by, room 217. And we'll send you out to get an abortion. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, if you get, oh, yeah, absolutely. If, if you get pregnant, then we'll fly you out to New Mexico where you can get an abortion. Anybody else see San Antonio going to hell in a handbasket, or am I the only one? Am I the only one that sees what's happening in this city with this leadership, this mayor, this city council? When you get an FBI report yesterday that says that homicides and violent crime are soaring in San Antonio, you have a city councilman that says we're going to put stickers in all the bathrooms around. It's going to cost us thousands upon thousands of dollars to put stickers in the bathrooms with QR codes if you're having domestic violence. And he says it's an epidemic. This is Manny Pelais, an epidemic of, of, of uh, violent crime and domestic violence in San Antonio. Then why are you going to incentivize the theft of guns from people who need them to protect themselves? Crime is off the charts in San Antonio. And if they really believe that domestic violence is high, who needs guns more than anybody? The single female that's getting her nose bashed in by some dude with a baseball bat, or worse, he's got a gun. And you want criminals to go steal her gun and bring it to you in November? I mean, the world is just, it, it is, to me, everything is upside down right now. You've got a president that comes on television last night and talks about himself being a wartime president, and he's proud of it. He's proud of it. He's relishing his role as a wartime president riding a train. I'm the only wartime president since Lincoln. I mean, he's, he's over there with Hunter, I guess, hitting a pipe. He's got to be. And then tying the existence, conditioning the existence of Israel on whether or not you're going to give him $60 billion for Ukraine. That's it. He knew that his Ukrainian money was going to dry up, which meant his money was going to dry up. And so I got to get my dollars there. So here's the deal. If you want me to send dollars to Israel, then you'll give me $60 billion for Ukraine. More on this at 6.05 and more of your calls coming up at 6.05. Trey Ware, KTSA. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. It's Funky Friday. Let's do it. We need some funk. You can't ever, ever have too much funk in your life. <laughs> Just when you thought you had lived too much funk, somehow you find room for even more. All right, so uh, what we're doing today, it's Open Mind Friday. So anything that's in the news, I'm telling you my uh, take on the news. And anything that's in the news that you want to talk about, uh, whether it's local, regional, national, international, whatever, 210-599-5555. Maybe you don't like something I said and you want to call me a MAGA dude like uh, the texture just did a minute ago. You're so MAGA. <laughs> no, I'm an American. 
right? And I believe in traditional American values. And if you share those values, Feast of Tabernacles happening at Cornerstone this weekend with a night to honor Israel. Can we call Matt? I'd like to have him on if we can get him. Good morning, Trey. Can you please let the people know about a night to honor Israel? I just did. There you go. And we'll get in touch with Matt this morning, see if we can get him on. Good morning, Trey. Why is the police department going to support this gun grab? I support police, but sometimes I question my decisions to support law enforcement when I hear nonsense like this. Well, listen, always support the men and women on the street and pray for the two that got shot last night. They're in the hospital with serious injuries. One is a two-year officer. The other is a seven-year officer, according to the chief. And my prayers are with them. Every single day, my prayers are with the men and women on the streets. They can't help what they get assigned. <laughs> and they're being sent to a gun grab on uh, on November 19th at the Alamo Dome. And they can't help that. There's not anything they can do about that. They have to go over there for that. But this gun grab is taking guns away from law-abiding citizens at a time when violent crime, according to the FBI yesterday, is off the charts in San Antonio, Texas. Homicides, skyrocketing, property crime, off the charts, violent crime at all-time highs in San Antonio, and they're going to take your gun away. Uh-huh. Or they're going to try. They're going to try to have the criminals and give them some HEB money to take your gun away. Last night, Joe Biden gave a speech supposed to be about Israel, but instead of it being about Israel, he made Israel's survival conditional. If you want Israel to survive, then you got to give me money for Ukraine. Because, you see, his base loves Ukraine, and his numbers are in terrible shape. Even with his base, even with his base, his numbers are terrible. So what does he do? He flips the script. And he uses dead Jews to support his efforts in Ukraine, which does nothing more at this point than support the industrial military complex, who more than likely is supporting people in his administration, including him and his son, right? So he wants $60 billion for Ukraine and a few dollars for Israel. He warned you about Islamophobia. He said, just like after 9-11, Islamophobia is breaking out all across this country. No, it's not. And he called it Islamic phobia. But anyway, it's not happening. He didn't say a word about Rashida Tlaib fomenting hate against Jews in this country, did he? No, nope, didn't bring that up at all. You know what else he didn't bring up? He didn't demand the return of the American hostages that are being held by Hamas right now. He went over there this week and gave Hamas $100 million. So he rewarded them for taking American hostages and killing Americans. At least 32 Americans were killed and at least 11 hostages, there's probably more than that, are being held right now. American hostages, that is, being held. And has he made a demand Has he made a demand on Qatar where the heads of Hamas are living in luxury? Has he told Qatar that they better communicate with the heads of Hamas who are living in luxury there to let the Americans go? No, he didn't do that. He gave Hamas $100 million. And now he wants $100 billion, and the vast majority, the lion's share of that, will go to Ukraine. The speech was about him and Ukraine. Not one word about our open border, 
allowing terrorists in here. Not one word about the billions that he gave Iran, and I do mean billions. Not one word about the 100 million this week that he gave to Hamas. And the most dangerous thing that he said last night, the most dangerous thing. You see, his numbers on the economy are horrible. He's underwater on every single issue. Disapproval, 60% on the economy, 64 on inflation, 64 on immigration, 57 on foreign policy, 57 on crime, 53 on Ukraine. That's his disapproval numbers. So what he's got to do, he's got to find another way. And he found it. Last night he compared himself to Lincoln being a wartime president. He said, you know, I'm told I'm the only wartime president that's come to Ukraine or to Israel in wartime. So I got on a train, and the windows were blocked out, so nobody could get to me. I only had a handful of security personnel and a couple of advisors with me. I'm a wartime president. You see, presidents are usually saddened by being wartime presidents. If you read about Lincoln, it was a, it was a struggle for him every single day that he was a wartime president, a war that was tearing this country apart. He didn't relish in it, but, you know, that's the difference between a Lincoln and a Joe Biden. Joe Biden relishes in being a wartime president because he figures, since his numbers are so bad everywhere else, that's his way out. And I don't have to tell you that that's horrible for us. That's horrible for our young men. But that's horrible for us living in this country with a president who relishes being a wartime president for political purposes. John, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday to you. What's going on? Hey, this is John. Hey, uh, I was just wondering, where do the people stand in all this anymore? Don't we ever have any say-so anymore? No, you don't. No, you really don't. Uh-uh. You have no say-so at all. This guy is just hes doing whatever he wants to do, however he wants to do it, whenever he wants to do it, wherever he wants to do it. You don't have any say-so. What are we, a bunch of commies? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's how they're running this. They're running it as a as a dictatorship, John. And uh, he figures himself as a wartime dictator. Yep. Hey, Mark, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday, Mark. Yeah, happy Friday. Glad I'm in Texas, that's for sure, in San Antonio, uh, even with all the craziness. Um, the uh, I, This whole thing's got to stop. And I think that... Uh, what, what whole thing are you referring to there, Mark? This, you know, Biden. And the spending. Oh, okay. Yeah. The only way, the only way to do it's got to be cut off. I, I, like I said, I'm more for. I, I'm really glad actually Gates brought this whole thing up, and I, I think you really hit on it the other day when you said that the whole argument up there is in in D.C. is about fiscal fiscal conservatism, and I, I'm I'm more on the side of hey, I, I'm I'm tw- doing all I can. Let's say with Jordan and everything. Just hold the line, you know. Hold the line until we get a Speaker Jordan that we start. We have to install fiscal conservatism back into the federal government, all levels of government, but especially the federal government. That's right. And whatever whatever that takes, I say let it shut down. I I, I think we really do need to. I, I think that I think there's such a disconnect between what's going on in the Washington politicians. And the 75 million plus of us who are MAGA conservative Republicans. Right. 
No, that's, there's no doubt about that, Mark. And in fact, uh, they could give him another $60 billion for Ukraine like he asked for last night, and it's not going to go where they say it's going to go. This is a money laundering operation. It's clear. They do no accounting whatsoever. None at all. There is no accounting to where your guns are going or your money's going when it goes to, goes to Ukraine. In fact, I've been told some of those guns were used by Hamas down in Israel. So until we get some accountability in Washington, D.C., and that's going to take a shakeup in the House of Representatives, and that's what the battle of the House is all about right now. That's why they're fighting over a speaker right now. The status quo wants to continue to spend your money all over the world, the status quo. And McCarthy was buying off on the status quo. He was becoming a part of the status quo, and that's why they stopped him. That's why they wanted to replace him. And we've got to stop the status quo. The status quo, we're at $33 trillion. It's not going, we, we are spinning ourselves literally into oblivion where we're not going to be able to make it. And that's, you know, happy Friday to you, but th- we're talking re- reality here. Hey, uh, Jaime, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> My thing is, like, I, I need to know, where is this money coming from? We have no money no more. I mean, is there, like, some magic tree that keeps on growing this money that we don't have anymore? No. I mean, it's, it's, it's we, like, I mean, he's buying, he's buying magic beans or something from yeah. somewhere. Well, that's right. We don't have any money anymore. Thank well, you, well, all we have right now is credit. And so what we're doing is we're going to China and we're saying, buy more of our treasuries, please buy, please buy more of our debt. So we're selling ourselves and we're selling our souls into China, into debt with China. They're buying up as much debt and as much land in the United States as they can. That's exactly where we're getting the money. We are mortgaging the future, Jaime, at this point of your great-grandchildren. This is a bill that's going to come due, and it's going to come due maybe sooner than your great-grandchildren because with the interest rates the way they are, if you look at the GDP of America, we're getting to the point where everything that we earn in America is soon going to go to pay the interest on the debt. Everything that we owe, everything that we make, everything that we produce in America will soon go to pay the interest. And that's it. Not touch the principle of $33 trillion, which is growing every second that we're sitting here talking. And every time Joe Biden opens his mouth, he commits us to even more spending. Every time he speaks, more spending and more spending. He just gave terrorists $100 million this week. Does anybody care about that? Does anybody care that he gave te- he rewarded terrorists one hundred million dollars this week and came on television last night and said, "Well, if you want, if you want, you 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 people who hate Muslims in this country, you bunch of Islamophobes in this country, if you want Israel to survive, you're going to give me more money for Ukraine." That's what we're doing in this country, and we don't have it to give. And that's why they're having a fight over the Speaker in the House of Representatives to bring accountability back to our government so we can stop this spending. And I'm with Mark, who called a couple minutes ago, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, you got to stop it. Mark, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday. Hey, <laughs> happy Friday after that rant. I'm with you. I stand with you, Trey. I had a comment about something you said a minute ago, and I don't want to put you on the defensive. This isn't an attack. That's okay. You're talking about a gun grab. Yeah. Uh, you made a comment about the police that they were just doing what they were assigned to do. Yeah. And that's right. I, I, man, I, okay. I have a hard time with that. Yeah. You know, Hey, I'm just following orders. I'm doing this. I understand. And so what, I, what, I get, what, what do you want them to that? do, Mark? How, what do you what would you like the officers to do? Well, uh, say no refuse the assignment okay. okay you know i'm 
I and I I, I, I have no problem with that. I, I you and I don't have an argument. I, I have no problem if the if an officer yeah. wants to say no, I'm not going to go do that. I I don't feel good about participating in a gun grab. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, it's just hard to sympathize at the same time. You know, you've got people yeah. who I respect. The, 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 my comment. Let me let me clear. Let me clarify my com- comments because maybe I really sucked at what I said. Uh, my my comments were about you know supporting our officers in general that they they get an order and they're going to go and they're going to carry out that order at the Alamo Dome. What I don't want to see happen is this be a flash a flashpoint for people to start hating police. There's enough of that going on in our community. We had two of them shot last night, so I, I want to say that our officers are doing a great job. They are, they have, and it's a job. So they're told what to do, and they're being told, some of them apparently, to be at the Alamo Dome. They're being told by the top brass, right? Right, right. Right. Like the city manager. Sure, yeah, that's where where it comes from. I mean, it all comes, their their boss ultimately is Eric Walsh, the city manager. So if they refuse the assignment, there's a chance that they can get fired well or? sure oh absolutely oh yeah you anything can happen to you but if you if you because it's a dereliction of duty at that point you're refusing to to carry out an, a, an order that they that they gave you so and of course it's coming from the city manager city manager is telling the chief you will assign people to go do this i'm quite sure that's how this happened because the chief has already said he doesn't want this uh so i you know i i think that that's where the issue is more than with the officers themselves i think the issue is at the top level of this city with this city council and this city manager who is pushing this this agenda of a gun grab forward that's where the that's where the issue lies but i you know i have no problem if somebody is an officer and they feel secure enough to say i'm not going to do that i'm not gonna, then that's up to them i, I i'm not going to criticize them for doing that i just don't want the men and women on the streets, the blue line, to face the heat from the from the citizens here because they're doing their job, man, and they they get enough heat already. That's kind of my thinking. You see what I'm saying, Mark? Am I wrong about that? No, I okay. agree. I'm just saying when it comes to exceptions like this, um, then that blue line gets pushed, so they get heat from top brass or whatever to do yeah. this thing. But they're still citizens too. Yeah. Well, no, no, you're right, man. You're right, and we don't have an argument. My, I, what I'm trying to do. What I'd like to see happen is the citizens of the town get motivated enough to call City Hall and tell them to call us off. That's what I'd like to see happen because this is going to turn into a gun theft. It's a, it's a gun confiscation program, and instead of sending law enforcement out to, to take guns away from people, they're sending criminals out using HEB money to do it. That's how I view it. And I would rather the citizens of San Antonio say, knock this off. You cut this out and you stop it right now. And to get in touch with city council, city hall, city staff, the city manager's office, everybody downtown needs to hear from you. The men and women who are, you know, out on the streets fighting war for you, they're not the problem. The problem is the big brass downtown. I, I hope I clarified that, Mark, to your satisfaction. Thank you for the call. i got to take a break and tell you about my friends at Uvalco. What a great weekend we're going to have with lots of sunshine around and an opportunity for you to go out and drive the all-new Roxor from Mahindra, and it's available at Uvalco. This is the place because Dan Eason knows how to take care of people. In fact, if you go buy it and mention Trey Ware, they're going to give you $300 toward any accessory. That means the tires and the light bars. That means, uh, you know, if you want to wrap it. That means if you want to put seats in the back of it for a deer blind and gun racks in it. That means however you want to trick this thing out. You could take $300 off your accessories when you mention Trey Ware. They're just awesome people over at Uvalco, and this Roxor, what a machine. If you're going to go hunting in the next couple of weeks, man, you've got to have one of these. It's perfect for the deer lease. I'm telling you, you can haul all the deer corn you want, plus people in the back seats with their guns ready to go. 
This is the thing for you. It's called the Roxor, R-O-X-O-R, the Roxor, and it's available at Uvalco in Uvalde, Castorville, and Bernie. Sunny at 94 today, sunny 92 tomorrow, and 87 on Sunday. Right now we're at 58 at KTSA. Good morning. Working trouble spots. At- Taking your calls this morning about anything that's in the news that you want to talk about. Maybe you want to talk about the new deal that the city council is uh, cutting with the Holiday Inn downtown. Now, we already have a place for homeless. It's called Haven for Hope. We spent millions on Haven for Hope. Millions to maintain it every single year. Millions to run Haven for Hope. But, you know, they can't do their pot. And they can't do their meth. And they can't do their heroin. And they can't do their booze at Haven for Hope. They don't allow it there. Oh, and they don't allow hookers to bring the Johns into Haven for Hope. So, Nuremberg's got an answer. We're going to put you up at the Days Inn. as 45 rooms when he decided to do that. And I said, ha, ha, that's a good beginning, right? Uh-huh. Because here's the deal. You get more of what you reward. If you reward something, people are going to do more of it, you know. Sports stars, they know that. They have bonuses for every touchdown pass they catch. <laughs> Baseball players for every home run they hit. Yeah. So homeless people, when you reward homeless people with a free place to stay, a hot cot, a hot meal, we're going to clean the room for you. And by the way, there's no demands put on you. Nah, we're not going to charge you for it. And if you want to bring your John over here, Miss Hooker, come on. And if you get preggers, we'll just fly you over to New Mexico and you can have an abortion. And we're all we're going to pay for all this. And by the way, if you still want to do your meth, if you still don't want to do your coke, you still want to do your heroin, you still want to do your booze, that's all right. We, we're not going to make any demands on you. I know they do that over there in Haven for Hope. But we, not here at the Holiday Inn, now they're expanding from 45 rooms at Days Inn. They're moving across the street to Holiday Inn to 200 rooms now. You see. So now we're going to have more rooms for more people on drugs and more hookers to bring their johns and more people to come over to the Holiday Inn, 200 rooms now up from 45. How long is it going to be before we got like a 1,000 rooms in downtown San Antonio for this program? Oh, 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 the part I forgot to tell you. You get to pay for it. More of your phone calls coming up at 635. Trey Ware, KTSA. Hey, this is Dave Ramsey. Most people have a phobia. During his Oval Office address last night, that he's going to ask Congress to provide additional support for the defense of Israel and Ukraine. Meanwhile, new information about the president's trip to Israel. He is very concerned about that, uh, according to a U.S. official in those meetings. According to this official, the president was worried about the intense and deep anger of the Israelis. He said it was nearly blinding. He wants to talk to the Israelis, continue to talk to those Israeli leaders about using some caution. How does this end? What is it you want to accomplish? That's Martha Raddich reporting. The president's aid package expected to total $105 billion, an estimated $60 billion for Ukraine, $14 billion for Israel. It will also include money for border security and assistance in the Indo-Pacific region. Madison custody accused of shooting two San Antonio police officers. The officers responded at around 7.30 last night to a reported domestic dispute at a home on Amistad Pass. The man had gone to the house to pick up his kids, reportedly threatened to set the home on fire. Now, as the officers approached, that's when the man shot them both from upstairs. He had a rifle. 
Other officers arrived. The man surrendered. The wounded officers are hospitalized in unknown condition. Their names have not been released. San Antonio relocating a city-funded homeless shelter to a downtown hotel with more room. City Council unanimously approving a two-year lease of the Holiday Inn on Cesar Chavez Boulevard for nearly $9 million. Council members also approved a $7 million agreement for San Antonio Metropolitan Ministries to operate it as a 200-room shelter. The funding comes from the Federal American Rescue Plan Act. The new location replaces a 45-room shelter at the Days Inn on East Houston. Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan has scheduled a news conference for about half an hour from now, ahead of an expected third round of voting in the House to elect a speaker. Congressman Jordan, failing to garner the 217 votes needed to gain the gavel, as several holdouts remain firmly against his nomination. However... On Thursday, House Republicans met in a closed-door meeting at the Capitol, where Jordan told his colleagues he would support a proposal to temporarily give interim Speaker Patrick McHenry expanded power to oversee the House until January. But the idea was quickly shot down by dozens of Republicans. That's correspondent Naomi Ruckham. A third round of voting expected to take place in the House this morning. And the Astros evening up the American League Championship Series with a dominant 10-3 win over the Texas Rangers in Game 4 at Globe Life Field. I know our guys, you know, see the ball well here. And, uh, you know, the ball carries here. I mean, I think it carries better here, even though the dimensions are probably larger than in our ballpark. That's Astros manager Dusty Baker. The series continues with Game 5 in Arlington later today. KTSA News Time 603. AccuWeather and Time Saver Traffic next. KTSA News brought to you by Stevens Roofing. During his Oval Office address last night, that he's going to ask Congress to provide additional support for the defense of Israel and Ukraine. Meanwhile, new information about the president's trip to Israel. He is very concerned about that, uh, according to a U.S. official in those meetings. According to this official, the president was worried about the intense and deep anger of the Israelis. He said it was nearly blinding. He wants to talk to the Israelis, continue to talk to those Israeli leaders about using some caution. How does this end? What is it you want to accomplish? That's Martha Raddatz reporting. The president's aid package expected to total $105 billion, an estimated $60 billion for Ukraine, $14 billion for Israel. It will also include money for border security and assistance in the Indo-Pacific region. Madison custody accused of shooting two San Antonio police officers. The officers responded at around 7.30 last night to a reported domestic dispute at a home on Amistad Pass. The man had gone to the house to pick up his kids, reportedly threatened to set the home on fire. As the officers approached, that's when the man shot them both from upstairs. He had a rifle. Other officers arrived. The man surrendered. The wounded officers are hospitalized in unknown condition. Their names have not been released. San Antonio relocating a city-funded homeless shelter to a downtown hotel with more room. City Council unanimously approving a two-year lease of the Holiday Inn on Cesar Chavez Boulevard for nearly $9 million. Council members also approved a $7 million agreement for San Antonio Metropolitan Ministries to operate it as a 200-room shelter. The funding comes from the Federal American Rescue Plan Act. The new location replaces a 45-room shelter at the Days Inn on East Houston. Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan has scheduled a news conference for about half an hour from now, ahead of an expected third round of voting in the House to elect a speaker. 
Congressman Jordan failing to garner the 217 votes needed to gain the gavel as several holdouts remain firmly against his nomination. However, on Thursday, House Republicans met in a closed door meeting at the Capitol where Jordan told his colleagues he would support a proposal to temporarily give interim speaker Patrick McHenry expanded power to oversee the House until January. But the idea was quickly shot down by dozens of Republicans. That's correspondent Naomi Rockham. A third round of voting expected to take place in the House this morning. And the Astros evening up the American League Championship Series with a dominant 10-3 win over the Texas Rangers in Game 4 at Globe Life Field. I know our guys, you know, see the ball well here. And, uh, you know, the ball carries here. I mean, I think it carries better here, even though the dimensions are probably larger than in our ballpark. That's Astros manager Dusty Baker. Series continues with Game 5 in Arlington later today. KTSA News Time 603. AccuWeather and Time Saver Traffic next. KTSA News brought to you by Stevens Roofing. In KTSA, this is News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Well, it's Ray Ware here at 638 on uh, Funky Friday. Uh, they, uh, they are red. <laughs> That's the boogie shoes, baby. Got your boogie shoes on. Yeah. Ah, careful. Don't spill that coffee now. Yeah, you spill it out of a Yeti. Be careful now. Boogie with you. All right. San Antonio, you are way overtaxed. You are way overtaxed. I'm going to tell you about that, but let me go to Mark first. Uh, good morning, Mark. You're on KTSA. What's on your mind this morning? Hey, good morning, Trey. Uh, TGIF. Hey, Trey, um, what is this um, hotel for the homeless uh, going to be like? I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. You have many homeless people that are, you know, have mental issues mm-hmm. that are, you know, insane. And then you have, you know, homeless people that are generally, you know, homeless and need help. But how can you mix the, the insane people with the sane people? What is this going to look like? Yeah. And then who, who's going to do the – I mean, are, are they going to have, like, a staff to, to perform the housekeeping? Uh-huh. I mean, this, uh-huh. How is this going to work? Yeah. I mean, this, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Sure. You know? Well, let me explain it. Uh, this was started – this was an idea, another cockamamie, stupid, harebrained idea from Ron Nirenberg, and it started last year – year before last uh, – with Days In. And he wanted to do 45 rooms over a day's end. And I said, 45 rooms, that's going to be a beginning because you get more of whatever you reward. So the problem was we spent all this money at Haven for Hope, millions and millions to build it, now millions and millions to maintain it. But Haven for Hope has requirements. You can't do drugs. If you're a hooker, you can't bring your Johns in there. You you, you can't do your booze in there. You can't bring your bottle with you. At Haven for Hope, you got to take a shower and be clean and all that kind of stuff. They have they have standards and rules down there. Well, the zombies living on the street said, and I'm not going to do that. So Nirenberg says, so what we'll do is we'll go rent a hotel at millions and millions of taxpayer money. That's why I say you're 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 taxed way too much in San Antonio. You're overtaxed here. And uh, so, uh, so they did it with the 45 rooms, and man, what a success! Wow, they got all these hookers in there, and they got druggies in there doing their meth and everything else. And yeah, they clean it and feed them. You bet they clean up after them. Does anybody clean up after you? Well, I mean, if you have somebody cleans up after you, you're either married to a real good person or you're hiring somebody, right? But the city's not paying to send somebody to your house to clean up your house after you. Is that right? Make your bed and clean up and run the vacuum? No, of course not. But they are for the zombies. 
Yeah. And uh, so there's no requirements. What they call it, and instead of saying no requirements or you can't do your drugs, instead of saying that, they say it's a low barrier, which means you can do your drugs. And if, if you're a lady of the night, <laughs> oh, God, you can bring your John in there. Obviously, I'm in room number 314. Come on down, big fella. I'll see you there, okay? And you pay for it. $9 million. Going to be 200 rooms at the Holiday Inn. City Council approved it yesterday. $9 million. So there's $9 million right there that you're overtaxed. $9 million right there. Then they're going to spend, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands to have thieves break into your house and steal your gun and bring those guns down to the Alamo Dome in November. We know that John Courage put 100000 of your money in it. We know that the mayor put twenty five grand of your money in it. So they're going to, so far, I think they got a couple hundred grand of your money. So there's, there's $9,200,000 that you're overtaxed. Yesterday's city council said, we're going to spend $200,000 to put signs in every restroom in town. We're going to require restrooms to have these signs saying, if you're, like, afraid and you have a fear of being, you know, domestic violence or whatever, here's a number for you to call. Here's how you spot domestic violence. Here's what you need to do. And here's a QR code for you to scan. And they're spending 200000 How about you just call 911? If you got some old hoss there that's trying to beat you up and who's tailing you to work and hanging out in the parking lot at work, how about you just call the SAPD at 911? Why do we have to spend 200 grand for signs in every restaurant? So, so far I'm at $9,400,000 that you're overtaxed. Now, I could sit here and do this all day if you want. All day. What is the city supposed to do? What are they supposed to do? Public safety. That's police and fire. Let me just ask you a question. How many more cops could you hire for nine million four hundred thousand? How many sidewalks for children to walk on could you pour for nine million four hundred thousand? And I'm quite sure if I sat down with the city council's budget and I took my pen, my red pen, and I continued to work through this city council's budget, I bet you I bet you I could find you a whole bunch of money for fire and police and for infrastructure in the city because that's what a municipal government is to do. A municipal government is not supposed to give a free hotel room to a druggie and a hooker. That's not what a municipal government is supposed to do. That's not their job. It is also not their job to come confiscate your gun using, of course, thieves and HEB money to come steal your gun from you. That's not what the city government is supposed to do. They are supposed to hire cops and firefighters and keep the streets in working order. That's what they're supposed to do. But, oh, no, we got to spend $200,000 to put signs in all the restrooms saying, hey, listen, if there's a bad dude after you, Scan this QR code. Scan this QR code. Hey, call 911. You know, I think every little infant learns that. Maybe two years old, you learn. 911. Dial 9. If you're in danger, 911.
one. But not this city. No, this city wants to overcharge you, the taxpayer. How do you feel about that? You're, you're staring at a red brake light, a bunch of red brake lights in front of you right now. You're out here on 35 right now in the mess of 35 every single day. And when you're driving in, it's dark. And when you're driving home, it's dark. And this city council is stealing your money and putting a bunch of druggies and hookers in a hotel room that can you, can you afford a night downtown San Antonio? No, I mean, not that you'd want to. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> not that you'd want to go down there. I'm just saying, could you, listen, in today's economy, can you go down there and spend a bunch of nights in downtown? Well, listen, you can if you're homeless, if you're a crackhead and a hooker, because the city's going to pay for it. And the city, of course, means you, the taxpayer. With your Yeti between your legs, driving in this morning, staring at red brake lights, this city is stealing from you. This city council is stealing from you to do this to you. Not for you, to you. Jason, you're on KTSA with Trey. Go right ahead. Yeah, hey, Trey, I mean, I, I think you're doing the right thing, trying to inform the citizens of San Antonio. But once again, they're the ones that vote these, these crooks in. They vote these council members in. I think about 90% of the citizens have no clue how they're spending their tax money, how the city council's wasting our tax money. Yep. But it's up to them. Yeah. You know, with 8 or 9, 9% that vote, right. you know, they get their cronies, they get their special interests, That's right. they vote them in office, and then they just sell us out. Yep. And like you said, these folks are going to work, these hard-working, you know, have average salary. The income here in San Antonio, these guys are making thirty-eight grand a year, right? And they're letting city council give it away. That's exactly right. In fact, Jason, you just and thank you for the call. Have a good weekend. You just touched on the special interests. That's what this abortion thing is. So you know, I need to move this on up, Elaine. I need to move it up to ten million because I was at nine. What was I at? Nine million four hundred thousand. Well, the 500000 for abortions that we're going to be flying women all over the country to receive abortions, that's 500000 And I'm at $10 million. I'm at $10 million. And the reason, Jason, you touched on it, the reason they're doing that $500,000 program is all of those NGOs, those non-governmental groups that they're going to be funneling that money to and through, they become streetwalkers for the candidates. When John Courage is going to be running for mayor, he's going to go to those groups and say, you remember I voted for that 500000 for those abortions, right, that you, you, your group is getting. Now I want your group to hit the streets for me and knock on doors and say vote for John Courage. That's how the game is played. That's what they're doing. They're buying votes. 210, using your money and destroying the city, in the process, 210-599-5555, Lifestyles Unlimited, FinancialFreedomLivestream.com. You want some good money? You want good, consistent money? You want money that you can retire on in five years or less? FinancialFreedomLivestream.com. You can go on the live stream and do the program there. I did that with Nancy. It was great. Watched David Fisher all weekend, and he did a great job. I want to tell you, it was entertaining. It was funny. It was informative. It was all of that all weekend long, and it was great. It was a lot of knowledge packed into a weekend sitting there. Nancy put it up on the big screen TV, and we watched it up there. It was a whole weekend of great knowledge, and 
then the program continues, and you can continue on in the program and continue learning about it. Now, you can go to their in-person seminars, and that's what I really suggest you do, that you go to the in-person seminars and that you learn face-to-face and get to meet these people, and they'll walk with you the entire time you're in the program. FinancialFreedomLivestream.com, FinancialFreedomLivestream.com. Use your promo code, which is WARE, W-A-R-E. Patrick was way behind on his IRA. Coming up with a couple of uh, quick phone calls there. Hector, you're on KTSA. Happy Friday, man. Oh, happy Friday to you, Trey. You know, I don't see, I just don't understand how CPS has 500000 extra dollars to help pay for this that the city wants when they had uh, the big bar in the snowstorm a few years ago, and we all have to pay extra for the next 20-something years for their mistake. And now they have extra money. Uh-huh. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's actually $20 million. It's $20 million they gave to the city. The city's taking 500000 out of that to, uh, to kill unborn babies. So, yeah, obviously you're also being charged way too much over at CPS. <laughs> Man, you, could, you would be filthy rich, all of us driving really nice cars and Cadillacs, big old trucks, if they weren't stealing from us the way they are. All right, uh, Debbie, you're on KTSA. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Remember, everybody deployed. And, Hector, that was a great point. Trey, thank you for all you do for making San Antonio and our area aware of this. And we all need to pray for those police officers, especially their families. That's right. As that one laid on the street, he was massacred, and they couldn't even move him. Yeah. But I wanted to say regarding the uh, downtown hotel, uh-huh. that is horrible. Our number one tourist attraction is tourists in San Antonio. Ooh. That's our industry. Oh, supposed and to why be. why don't they take a hotel like they did during Katrina and they took Windsor Park yeah. and made that a shelter for them to go there to put them in a hotel? And if they don't have the hotel, the poor mom and two or three girls that go in there because they're going to check out UTSA as a place to yeah. go to school, we're going to let those trashy people lay in there all day long. And at night, they're going to go out prowling the streets of down. Yeah. downtown yeah. affecting our tourists and we instead of hiring policemen we're putting our extra money on letting those people sleep all day long i mean we're creating san antonio to be a big slum yeah. and i know there's no way for us to recall these and people don't show up to vote because right. we could have got rid of this trash that's running the city last election people didn't show up to vote but anybody who's complaining now and trey we all know it's no one who listens to your show because we all go vote um but it's the people that don't that have created this mess and you've been calling out heb for supporting john Corridge, who is creating crime and should be removed from office but nobody that's working with him is going to do that. No. And I, I, Debbie, I hate to do this. i got to jump and run. i got a hard break coming up at the top of the hour. I just got a text here. Trey, this is Dean in Austin. They tried this hotel thing here, and now they're all trashed and vacant. And that's what's going to happen in San Antonio. You're right, Debbie. San Antonio is supposed to be a tourist destination in downtown San Antonio. You can't get tourists to come here right now. you got all these homeless people and all these illegal aliens sleeping all over the streets downtown San Antonio. You're encouraging them to come here. You're inviting them to be in downtown San Antonio by giving them a free place to live with no stipulations. That's the deal. You're already paying millions at Haven for Hope. But you got to bathe, and you can't be a hooker, and you can't shoot up at Haven for Hope. But you sure can at the Holiday Inn that they are now inviting the homeless to come live in. She said it right. This mayor, this council, turning San Antonio 
into one giant slum. That's why I call it San Frantonio. Where in Rima coming up next, KTSA. Hi, Danny Bowes here from Southwest Metal Roofing Systems. 